Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Canisseurs Quadcast podcast. As always, I am Mayhem. I am Professor X. Here we are back at the Quadcast Studios for episode six. Mm-hmm. Nice to be back. Absolutely. And today's show is sponsored by King's Court Comedy, uh, presenting the funny, foul, and flagrant comedy show at the Dankforth Canal Lounge, Saturday, February 11th. And we promise it's going to be very fragrant as it well. It will be fragrant and smoky as fuck. Yeah. So uh, join Professor and myself at the Dankworth Cattle Lounge. Mm-hmm. The doors open at 8. The show starts at 9 and usually ends around 11. Around but, 11. Yeah. But don't hesitate and no fear. The Cattle Lounge busts open at around uh, at that time. And we're going to be cranking the best music, the best munchies, and the vibe is always killer. And oh, yeah. uh, it's going to be blasting and ripping until at least 1 o'clock. Yeah, the Cannon Lounge is open alongside the show. So as the show's open, the Cannon Lounge is open. Uh, you got a place to kind of come over and grab something to eat. Uh, get a can of uh, Warhead Soda. Yeah. Or one of those crazy <laughs> things that Dankforth has. Uh, the Watermelon Crush or something like that. And uh, taking the comedy show. It's a great yeah. night. Um, nonetheless, tune in next Saturday at 4.20 p.m. as always when we release episode 7 of the Canisaurus Quadcast podcast with special guest D from King's Court Comedy. He's going to be smoking a fatty with us and discussing comedy and cannabis. The guy's just pure energy, man. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited. Please do us a big favor and follow King's Court Comedy on Instagram or visit eventbrite.ca for tickets and more info on the event. Mm-hmm. As always, we always post all contact info and links and all information uh, in our show's description. Everything we discuss, we try any shout outs we do, any links we talk about, uh, we will put in the show's description. Are we going to get high? <laughs> right on. That's, you know what? Honestly, I need this. Yeah. What the hell are we going to freaking mash the brain with today, Professor? It's crazy. It's been almost like 30 minutes since I smoked a joint. Like, I'm starting to go through. I'm starting to get the shakes. You know what? And that's partially yeah. my fault. I've been slacking on no, the rolling, no, well, rolling know, aspect. Last minute stoners. You know how we are. <laughs> so, uh, today, we are lucky. Today, we are smoking some Ghost Ship OG uh, that came via Farm Boys. Uh, we didn't get it directly from Farm Boys, obviously, but um, we got the Farm Boys label and approval on it. And it does have that stank, and it does have that... Uh, Ooh, stink. Oh, man. It's it's dank as fuck. It's, uh, Ghost Ship OG is an indica-dominant cross between Purple Kush Starship and Gupta Kush, created by Colorado Seeds, Inc. was, uh, I guess, the original breeder. The original breeder, yeah. yeah. They say it's a 70% indica. 30 sativa yeah yeah uh i'll tell you right now i got i got the bag sitting right beside me and i could smell it like oh yeah right through the bag yeah that shit you it can smell through the bag stinks. some of that top 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 yeah. stuff yeah it's uh dank it's earthy it's pungent, pungent it's skunky it's yeah. spicy right now they say it's probably one of the most powerful strains out there yeah super high coming in at the lowest 20 percent at the lowest comes in at 20, yeah, eh? bottoms yeah, up crazy. down there. That's funny. Well, you know you're a strong string when your advertisement is, well, the absolute lowest would be 20. <laughs> 20, yeah. You know, so what they're saying is, yeah, it's a 25 to 27% string yeah. consistently, but worst case scenario, some of the some of the bunk buds you get at the bottom of the plant may be 20. 20, you know? yeah, so, and you're still fucking getting high. Shout-outs to Farm Boys. Uh, I do yeah. see some some real nice stuff coming through, and I just lit this bad boy. Just it smells delicious. Mm. And, uh... Oh, yeah, she tastes good like a motherfucker. This one tastes oh, nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Fuck you! 
It's not illegal, bitch. Of course him. not. Of course him, not. We got freaking the proper link. Well, it is illegal, but, you know. Whatever. They tell us it's legal. <laughs> In the Quadcast studio, nothing's illegal. Well, we generally try to record our podcast during the week it is released. Um, however, we are recording two weeks in advance as we speak because Mr. Mayhem will be taking a well-deserved vacation in Aruba for the next week. Uh, Thank you. With that being said, uh, mm -hmm. we haven't been to any events as of yet since our last podcast. Uh, since we've been to Blazers Market at the yeah. Dankworth on the 15th of January. That was, that was our last event together. Yeah, and that was a great time. However, I am excited that I will be able to attend a few events this week that we will discuss when Mayhem gets back next week, such as the Secret Sesh event happening January 25th. That's the uh, the big G up at Euphoric is throwing it. Some grown some grown ass can of sewer shit. Um, some serious special guests, some serious surprises. Obviously, I can't talk too much about it because it is this after is actually all scrumptious. A secret session. Oh yeah, the ghost yeah. ship OG, some next level shit. Um, but yeah, it's nice. Serious grown connoisseur event. I'm super excited to attend. Uh, check out his Instagram for the details for sure. Yeah, if you're tuning in uh, right at 4:20 on Quadcast.ca, Apple Music, or Spotify for episode six. Mm -hmm. I might actually be joining Professor at the Dank Fourth for another Blazers Market All Stars vendor event going down so. from six till eleven. But uh, that's all up to my airline and their stupidity. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm, we're open that he gets. Uh, I'm going to be there 100 percent because I'm going to be here freezing my balls off while uh, while this guy's shaking the sand out of his sandals on the way back. <laughs> but. Uh, hopefully he gets off the plane at the time they actually, you know, promise, <laughs> which yeah. is a dice, which which is a Yahtzee throw right there. Um, but hey, we'll see what happens. Regardless, I'll be there. Hopefully you guys can be there. Uh, it'll be a great time. Better better luck flying a kite in a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, like an absolutely. Very strange story, Diane. Coming up next, can bees think? A new study confirms that no, they cannot. I got. I got to talk to this guy because I don't think he uh, got the update about this. We got to see if Tom's got another story he can tell yeah. us. I think. We got to start switching that up. Yeah. That one up. It is. Pro I mean, God bless Tom Tucker. Exactly. Seth MacFarlane for thinking of him. But well, as we blaze this bad boy here, mm -hmm. wow, it's really delicious. Let's yeah. jump into the <laughs> Caniverse news. Yeah. All the links to these articles that we discussed can be found on quadcast.ca in the episode description. Yes. 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 Let's jump right into it. The first one. Uh, how hemp in fashion is now reshaping the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. and this, this one came nice to us story. from uh, Herb.co, which is actually a pretty cool website. found a couple of cool articles on this website, but Herb.co, uh, the writer of this article, is Seb Jaramillo. So shout-outs to him. Um, we were talking about this, and obviously this is pretty prevalent in yeah. the majority of stoner conversations, you know. As I sit here right now, I see Illyrio's rocking uh, the Grow Star shirt. You know, we got the cannabis culture going on in Toronto Damn here. Right. Um, there's a lot of cannabis companies out. Uh, the Mary Jane Co. Company, I know, is one I'll put their uh, their info out there. Um, obviously, it's getting bigger. Oh, huge, bud! It is getting bigger, but uh, I see it all over the place. Designers, fashion icons—they're—they're mm -hmm. they're slapping it all over their clothing. They're using it for. Uh, for marketing too. And as we'll discuss purposes. later in the article, it's actually been in the background for years. There's been a lot of high profile Shit. celebrities that have been using or promoting hemp clothing, but because of the stigma and because cannabis being illegal up until last year in the US, 
a lot of retailers weren't even willing to take on the idea of carrying a celebrity, even a celebrity-endorsed clothing line, if it had anything to do with cannabis. And now here we are, super watch, legalized. Watch everybody jump on the bandwagon. Oh, 100%. Now that it's legal, and uh, let's face it, it's been, it's been used for ages, mm. for all of the stuff that we use today. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's we could, been... We could dive deep into the history of it, but you know what I mean but oh absolutely there is and there is a giant history too I mean long story short hemp fabric uh, has the one of the longest histories in the world of fashion it was the uh, one of the first uh, plant fibers to be used for clothing and textiles um, in the eastern world the plant was widely cultivated in ancient China <laughs> and you think about the regulations they have against it right exactly, now. Exactly, exactly. In the eastern world the plant was widely cultivated in ancient China and its fibers were used to make ropes, sails, and clothing. I mean, <coughs> which were basically, I mean, pretty much essentials for that time. At that time, when, when the you only needed form it. of travel was boats, when you know uh, clothing and blankets were not easy to come across, um, cotton wasn't even really distinguished as a fiber that can be used. You know, well, it, uh, there's and, a lot of, and the, yeah, obviously, yeah, but we'll, we'll go into that yeah. another time. But in the Western world, you know, as speaking of which, hemp fabric was used in the production of clothing and textiles until the late 19th century surprise surprise mm -hmm. when it was largely replaced by cotton and other synthetic materials and as we all know there's a lot of you know synthetic and garbage out there yeah and then there and then there's a lot of uh of issues with cotton cotton production cotton picking the whole the whole the whole uh, stigma cotton behind industry it. and the fact that it's still the most prevalent fabric that we use is kind of trippy knowing yeah. that hemp grows twice as fast knowing that you know, uh, the cost of, uh, of of farming cotton has gone up, I guess, with everything else. And it's a lot harder to pick and a lot harder to... It's all machinery now. Yeah. It's, all, it's all machinery, but nonetheless, it's still machinery that, you know, costs money. It's still land that costs money. And hemp would be, you know, uh, substantially better of a product, faster growing, I better to so. harvest, longer lasting, as we'll discuss coming up here. Um, this is partly due to the growing awareness of the environmental benefits of hemp. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which have always been sustainable and eco-friendly material, which, you know, obviously in ancient China, they didn't give a flying fuck about that. No. But now uh, it's more relevant, more relevant <laughs> than anything. Now, I mean, almost every product is being, uh, you know, revered or being advertised as something that is sustainable or something well, that is... In my know, opinion, I think hemp's way more durable and stronger than... Uh, <laughs> yeah. any breathable fabric and that my friend is a factual opinion that's not just your opinion that's a fact no it is know? stronger they they've used it for uh for army bags ropes and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff for like for years years, years on end yeah. especially in thailand indonesia hemp and bamboo uh were the two most used fibers yeah. and i think still are till this day obviously bamboo is number one out there that's the one thing that grows faster than hemp uh, but I mean, hemp and bamboo—you can pretty much run a civilization off hemp and bamboo without chopping down a single tree, uh, without picking a single piece of cotton. Uh, uh, the beauty is the regeneration factor of both plants. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, this is leading to the rise of cannabis-themed clothing and accessories. Uh, in addition to the use of hemp fabric, the cannabis plant is also inspiring a new wave of cannabis-themed clothing and accessories. Uh, this once again from, from from the article we're dissecting here today, and, uh, yeah. and that's true. You're and living here in the city, I see a lot of people wearing cannabis wear. 
Well, like, I mean, we've been legalized here in Canada for five years. So I think we're, we, and I mean, I even noticed beforehand, before legalization, you know, in downtown Toronto, you'd always see something weed themed. Now I see a lot of cannabis, <coughs> a lot of now cookies, a lot of cookies out Tons there, cookies. culture. Yeah, yeah. I see it. I see it all. They're all over the place. And you know what? It's good. It's good no, to absolutely. see people propping them up. You know? Absolutely. And, um, you know, the use of cannabis-themed clothing and accessories is a reflection of the growing acceptance in many parts of the world. Uh, acceptance and, you know, hand-in-hand -hand legalization. But there is acceptance before legalization, obviously. Yeah. That's the one step you need. And, and really, it's not so much acceptance as much as it's the government trying to figure out, well, how can we make money off this? I remember when I was How a teenager, can regulate? I, I bought a zigzag t-shirt and I thought I was a badass for mm. wearing it out in public. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> now, you know, it's it's normal. It's good to see. I, I'm yeah. so, so glad that, that it's going this way. Absolutely. But uh, that, that goes to tell you, like, as the stigma around the cannabis, no, the stigma around cannabis continues to fade. More and more people are willing to embrace the plant and its associated imagery and their fashion choices. Big time. And I mean, this has been going on for a long time, kind of behind the scenes. I know this, is, you know, a couple of people probably had heard this back and forth before, but uh, in terms of most recent, uh, we came across the actress Emma Watson, I believe she yeah. is the, uh, the chick in the um, M uh, Harry Potter movies. And she's been a, a very vocal and open huge, advocate huge. about hemp clothing. She's been a supporter and advocate for sustainable clothing and climate change. change. Yes, I believe for a couple of the different, a um, couple of different events, she had wore a completely sustainable hemp dress. I can't remember if it was like Golden Globes or some, some one of the movie awards. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm a terrible uh, uh, information finder today. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I mean that was. You know, for someone with that kind of stature who's constantly, you know, can literally just kind of fall into the same trends of every other female or yeah. every other male uh, in that age group, they're, they're, they're making the stand to say, you know, high designer stuff is real cool, but, you know, you know the earth is pretty cool too. <laughs> I'm pretty freaking high right now. Speaking of being pretty high, you know who else had a hemp clothing line? Willie Nelson. And this Willie freaked me Nelson. out because this guy popped his clothing line in the 80s. That's what I mean. And no store wanted to carry his clothing mm -hmm. because they uh, thought they were going to get backlash. That's right. I mean, there's the giant stigma around, hey, even though it's hemp, even doesn't, even though it, it was the lack of education. The lack ignorance. of education in anything creates ignorance, and ignorance yeah. makes things easier to control. Not knowing what the actual outcome, actually, you know, sorry, being misled with misled information. I mean, if we'll, we'll go over it real quickly, like the whole reefer madness and everything, you know, the, um, uh, what do you call it? The, um, the, uh, the, the Taft administration, uh, you know, trying to save the lumber industry and crush the hemp industry. It's crazy what cannabis has survived, you know, in terms of uh, government greed and government corruption, which we talked about in the last episode. But, um, yeah, Willie Nelson was forced, because no retailer would carry these products, he was forced to mostly sell them at his concerts and cannabis markets and festivals. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which I'm hoping now maybe there's been a resurgence. Maybe he's got his line back up and running. But I hope uh, so. I'd, I'd, I'd probably take a look into that right now. Yeah. And then we have, uh, in terms of, you know, in terms of higher, in terms of big names up in the fashion and in the Hollywood industry, we have uh, Woody Harrelson. And this happened in 1997. Harrelson walked the red carpet uh, for the 1997 Golden Globe Awards in a dyed hemp tuxedo designed by Giorgio Armani. It wasn't Giorgio Armani himself. That's eh? right. And I looked it up, and it wasn't the first. 
Uh, Giorgio Armani has actually designed a bunch of custom hemp clothing suits, dyed hemp clothing suits for multiple guests, for uh, multiple uh, uh, Hollywood actors. Actors. We just don't hear about it. No, because... Or it's again, not put in the public Well, eye, the, right? the media doesn't classify that as substantial news, not something that's worth newsworthy, you know? So yeah. uh, that's why we kind of did the podcast in the first place. We were hoping to, to hit up these kind of things, but... Um, Long story short, in comparison hemp to your traditional clothing, this only, fact is weird. Only one percent of the clothes in the world are recycled, while the rest are wasted due to poor durability. Hemp is far more durable than any other fabric and does not wear out or shrink like cotton. Like cotton. However, what's the number one fucking fiber we're using to make clothing till this day? It's cotton. Cotton and plastic basically yeah. right now. That goes to show you the, yeah. you know, the, the forefront of, uh, of uh, Canadian research on making our lives better with cannabis. But, but at least there's movement forward. There is, and like that's because of the black and legacy else. market. That's yes, because they're of the pushing black it. and legacy market who are actually giving consumers products that are worth their money, their time, and their effort. Not going to some, you know, uh, quote-unquote business lemonade stand that's selling the same thing that the four neighbors down the street are selling, and it's all subpar material. And, you know, anyways. Well, and we got to also thank the guys like <coughs> Dre and uh, Snoop for constantly, like, wearing their stuff out in public oh, yeah, and absolutely. pushing it. And I mean, that's cannabis culture. At yeah. It's max. You know, exactly. Those, those are forefronters in cannabis culture, but... Um, which brings us to the next thing. I mean, obviously, fashion goes hand in hand with skincare and beauty care, um, and you know that's been we've obviously seen that for a long time. We've we've uh, been dealing uh, with companies like Mantra Medicinals that are out here in the city for the last I think five years, doing uh, pure CBD isolate uh, beauty and uh, medicated uh, salves and products, uh, lotions and uh, bath bombs. And I'll be honest, uh, coming from an old school household. Mm -hmm. My parents are very old school, and mm -hmm. to them, marijuana, marijuana, cannabis marijuana. is a drug. Anyway, you chop it, yeah. But I gave them some of Mantra Med's uh, designer Dank's self. Mm -hmm. They've changed. Oh no, they've for changed sure. their uh, my opinion. Too, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I the mean, I've known, uh, a couple of my friends' mothers uh, were saying they're using it every day because we gave them a free tent to try out, and they're using it every day. And she's like, you know, not only my hand, like arthritis is down. She still had, I didn't get rid of arthritis altogether, but made it much more manageable. Manageable, exactly. We never knew this, but apparently, she said, yeah, I had three uh, uh, liver spots on my hand, and I have one now. Apparently, from constant use of the cream, yeah. it's somehow, and I don't know how. And that's the thing. She said, oh, you should claim that in the lotion. It's like, well, you know, you're the only person so far that's told me that. that. Yeah, exactly. But that's amazing, you know, to think that, that those kind of healing properties have been around within our grasp for hundreds of years. And think about how hard the pharmaceutical industry and the government's been trying to distance you between the most natural and easy to use and, and, and least amount of side effects and easiest, ex easily most accessible product you can, medication you can possibly take in, you know. Instead, they want you to pay for it. That's well, you why. can get, you can go to Shoppers Drug Mart 24 hours a day and get a bottle of pills that can pretty much end your life. Exactly. Like that whole bottle of pills will end your life. 
but um, yeah, cannabis. No, we we definitely can't put our stamp on cannabis. You know? No, God forbid. But um, anyways, uh, we were, while also improving, uh, like we were talking about earlier, while also improving the appearance of skin, many beauty and skincare brands are incorporating CBD. So a lot of the existing uh, big brands like Revlon and um, and uh, Oil of Olay and companies that constantly are are pushing are now talking about hemp extract. They don't want to say cannabis, but they are advertising it as hemp ex- extract or pure hemp extract or hemp seed extract. But long story short, it's This saying, is where my asshole part of me comes out. And all these companies are doing is jumping on a bandwagon. They're seeing that they can make money is. on it. Of course And do you is. think they actually put real CBD in there? Do you think it's in there? Like, is anybody testing Who knows this if, fucking product? And here's the sad part. Part of my are language. They, if, <laughs> if they do say they're putting, like, I, know we, I know Mantra Mez uses CBD isolate. Right to know 100% a there's no THC in it and b it, it's it's concentrated and it's there yeah. you know it's 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 what it, it says it is a hemp, crushing a hemp seed doesn't guarantee you any CBD any nominal amount of CBD so a lot of these companies may be just you know uh, misinforming a lot of these uh, skincare consumers thinking it's cbd infused but really it's just hemp seeds crushed into it you know we might as well have like chia seeds crushed into it like right now it's a fad and people are running with it and yeah but um but hey you know what i don't care how it's being put out there as long as it's a good word that's being put out for it you're right as long as it's moving forward as long as it's a good word less stigma and more truth that's what we want right but um Nonetheless, for a more expansive conversation on this topic, we brought in our Philly correspondent, yes, from Philadelphia, uh, Laura <laughs> from GMAS Goodies, in on this conversation. Good old Philly on the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we discussed uh, cannabis culture in the fashion industry and cannabis culture etiquette from an American perspective in uh, good old fashioned stoner grade detail, my friend. Uh, we, we like to call it stoner grade detail, you know. So we try. She to- was awesome. Oh, Laura's. Top, top Yeah, notch. she was awesome to talk Top to. notch. And it's great to hear someone's perspective. I know she'd been in Arizona. She'd been all over. She'd been in Washington. Uh, she's been in all parts, north, south, east, west of the U.S. Yeah. And uh, she's a great person to get a good perspective of the American struggle with cannabis. Exactly. She's been part of the black market and the legacy markets and mm. legal. Yeah. So she, uh, she, yeah, she gave us a lot of info. Great. Long story short, here is one part of our four-part miniseries with Laura from GMAS Goodies about her take on these subjects and her inspiring cannabis story there but what's your uh how often do you see it around you aside from you wearing it how often do you see the people around you wearing cannabis clothing in in philly well now that i'm into this community and i know a lot of people like i just had a a new friend come over yesterday and she had earrings on um Hmm. leaf earrings marijuana leaf earrings yeah It's everywhere now, which I think is amazing and great. I really do like it because it's also opening up the door for these at the marketplace and these events that Mm -hmm. small vendors are able to make their own shirts and have their own little vibe going with. And there's all the artists. I mean, it just opens up so much work for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we see them at the markets as well. I try to, like, on the stories, show everybody's 
Well, you do that like a lot. You, you're, I mean, you're one of the hardest working people on Instagram. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you're constantly out there promoting everybody. Yeah, we love awesome. you. We love you for that. But I mean, it's great to to see people like yourself that are giving that much support to the cannabis community all the time, and you're you're already integral inside the cannabis community. Um, it's good though. It's good. That's why, that's why we're asking. But people make it really easy too. If everybody, I mean. Mm-hmm. It's just being in like a chat room like that, and they just give you the information. You just take two seconds, throw it up, that's boom! It. You just get them a great credit. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, support, and even support, support. and even for us, sometimes just being an Instagram live for like an hour, sometimes you run into and meet people you would never talk to. Yeah, you would have never, never done if you. Yeah, you know, and uh, it turns you guys, out you guys are like the second Instagram live I did. The first one was just for like a free game. I was I did because they were like. <laughs> We need somebody to help out. We need one more player. And so I got on, and I was like, I, I can't hear you. And they're like, he rattled, rattled off all these numbers. And I was like, okay, um, uh, I'm really good at math, but you just, like, fried my brain. Oh, my God. And then you guys are the first long one I've ever done. Oh yeah! Well, well, it was we, great to have we you. We feel touched. We're, yeah, we're, it was awesome. We definitely. We honestly, we do. I we hold you in high regard. So we're really happy you were able to to get on the phone with us today too. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Absolutely. So <laughs> I had just I I was just sweaty and everything too. So, um, <laughs> but I didn't want to miss you guys again because you guys go while I'm like working out in the morning. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna do it real quick. <laughs> You're but, awesome. Oh well. Okay, so so I now I have to do things like that. Otherwise, I chicken out and I, I don't do things. Oh, we're glad we we're we're glad that you you, you put us on your first uh, your first long podcast list. Yeah, that's uh, that's touching <laughs> for us. Yeah, you guys, you're you're my first live, and you're also my first podcast thing. Well, well look at real. that, eh? Well, Firsties. Look at you guys. No, yeah. no, no, no. First, of, <laughs> and it's gonna be first of many for you. We're gonna we're gonna take you on as our Philly correspondent. Yeah, you know, you're gonna be telling us the Philly news on the street. What's the news about cannabis in the U.S. and uh, <laughs> you know and the, the liber- like liberty on the street. liberty in the city. You know, like uh, you know, and it would be cool if uh, you could uh, let us know if you're going to any events anytime soon, and maybe we could uh, do a live call while you're at an event. That would be pretty cool too. Yeah. And give us yeah, the, you know, just had the, the rundown recently, and mm-hmm. that would have been cool. Um, yeah, you know, that would have, I, <laughs> I live out in Ben Salem now, which is pretty out of the city. Mm-hmm. I used to be in Center City, which was really cool because I could just sit on a stoop, and that's where I was able to talk to people after like COVID opened up again. Yeah. I had a like block party and I had everybody come over and like smoke some weed and they're all like oh, we can't do that <laughs> <laughs> and then the other ones are like how oh, rare come over here <laughs> listen when there's a will there's a way I mean like uh, uh, there's always a, when when the community is strong I mean even for us you know all during COVID everything was locked down constantly. But the only real community that was doing anything was the cannabis, cannabis community. community yep. I mean, we were already, you know, ducking legalities to do the market in the first place. Like, well, what are we going to deal with now? The COVID police? Like, we might as well, right? So there was still markets and there was still lots of things. But that was the only thing going on. Like, there was no, obviously, every bar was closed. Every uh, mall was closed. There was nothing. It was, uh, so. It was like creepy, silent. We yeah. left our houses like ninjas. Yeah. And we were like, don't look at us. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. We were the, and that the, is totally not the kind of person that I am. I was totally out of character. And that is what brought me into the psilocybin. Yeah. Like the dosing world. Yeah, a lot of people. You uh, know what? A lot of totally people. Get, that's it. Yeah, it's the best. I think after COVID, it put a lot of people into, you know, pushed them against the strain so much. Like people that were on the fence for years about that, probably after COVID and dealing with the stresses of COVID said, yeah, fuck, I'll try it. Yeah. You know what? Like after these last few years, like, yeah, I'll try some mushrooms. I mean, hell, I I already drink and that's not (laughs) helping, you know, like, and most people do. Most people are like, you know, heavy drinkers to deal with the stress they have. And then finally they try some some mushrooms and all of a sudden they're like jesus christ i'm not even like drinking anymore well you know what it is once they lifted the stigma oh, of these things being yeah, so if bad I'm, if i'm microdosing oh mm-hmm. i'm like a completely different person when i i don't i don't even want alcohol i don't yeah. want anything i'm yeah. like comp- my my brain works so good and steady mm-hmm I, I hear that a lot. It's I hear that focus. from so many people. Like, and now another cool thing is the majority of these markets we go to, even though they're cannabis, like advertised as cannabis markets, you always have. There's always someone one with, or two yeah. booths that have either they're all mushrooms or they have mushrooms in the mix. In the mix, part of their little and booth. It's just becoming more and more prevalent in the market now. It, it is. is. It's natural. Anything mm. that comes from the earth is something that should be offered freely. Preach. It should not be illegal. Yep. Absolutely. It should be something that we can all have in our house. We should be able to do this. It's, I mean, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. nothing bad is ever going to happen. Because you know what? I smoke some freaking, I will roll a fatty. I will put some <laughs> diamond sauce. I'll spread some batter in that. And then I'll go. just put some keef on it just to be happy. Right. Damn, you I just made me hungry. <laughs> well, like, look, at the end I of the have. day, at the end of the day, till the absolute worst possible reaction from doing too much cannabis is sleep a long nap or the munchies and yeah and at the most you'll have a, a little bit of a, can, a cannabis headache in the morning which if you just freaking light up again you're i've never had like i've never had the okay. cannabis headache i've been i've gotten like real um, dehydrated from smoking yeah and i've never had like the hydrate i've never i've heard about dry cannabis. mouth uh, i get migraines and For see real? i used to get migraines i should say but i haven't had a migraine a blinding migraine since i've been smoking cannabis cannabis yeah amen and i've had ekgs done i've had because my pupils will dilate differently because there's so much trauma going on in my head mm-hmm. And I have not had that since mm. I've been smoking marijuana. No, I no. mean, I'd, I'd be like in a silent room and the bathwater would be so loud that I'd be, even crying would hurt so bad. Jeez and peace. Whoa. But nope, but not anymore because I smoke weed. But uh, cannabis you know. to the fucking rescue, rescue again. Right That's there. what we love to hear. Cannabis so, um, 911. So what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite piece of hemp clothing that you own? What's your favorite personal piece? My hat. I, I, I have to say my hat or mm-hmm. my um, Jima's Goodie um, logo shirt that I wear. Okay. Okay. The oh, I also do have up some really, really cool Bob Marley sweats that I got um, <laughs> in New Jersey on the shore. <laughs> those nice. are always popular. Those are always popular. And I love those. They're super comfy, too. Yeah. So, so how long but have my you... My favorite is my hat. My Your hat's number one. It's my marijuana, neon green marijuana hat. Neon green with a big weed leaf on it. 
Yeah, That's my uncle got shit. it for me on Route 66. Route he was 66. really excited that uh, marijuana was legal. He was driving from Chicago to visit me. Look at that! It's like a little. It's and, got the story uh, to it. He's all legal, and he he was he drove all the way from Chicago to Arizona just so he could smoke weed legal. <laughs> That's gangster shit, right? That's awesome. <coughs> uh, hey, listen. He was a postman <coughs> for. Retired, and as soon as he, he retired, he he brought me his big, huge birds. Oh my gosh! That, oh my goodness! <laughs> Those big, huge macaws. <laughs> These damn birds walk down the hallway and knock on my door and go, "Laura, Laura!" Whoa! <laughs> Every freaking morning. That's some next level shit. Yeah, you know, like being high all the time. And and. Yeah, and he did, and he bought the hats because he he'd never seen cannabis clothing or anything like that before. And then all and of a sudden, so I just love the story about him. He's so <laughs> cute. Everything about it just makes me happy. That's why. I mean, the hat's probably ugly as hell, but I don't care. I just love the story <laughs> it's, about. It's him. not about. Uh, listen, the question wasn't whether it looks good or not. The question is, what was your favorite? Your favorite. Why? You exactly. answered it. You answered it the right way. That's what it comes down to. Um, what would you say? What would you say your favorite cannabis event or festival of 2022 was, and why? Oh my gosh! I wish I could tell you one, but you know I thrive through Instagram and yeah. Lady Big on Instagram. I follow her. She actually is like my goddess queen. Oh <laughs> yeah. I I found like pretty much everybody through her, mm-hmm. and she just has like. Her vibe is just the whole vibe that I have. I just feel comfort every time I I'm like I'm like watching her at an event or anything. I mean, I watched a lot of events and stuff before I got into this, and mm. so I picked and cho- chose who I wanted to right. like really follow. Good. And because I like artists, I like people that are you know free spirited. I'm not really artisty, but I do have a lot of respect for. People that have that ability, right? Uh, so, I found her, and that's all of her events that she does in air. And also, I miss Arizona, <laughs> <laughs> and she's in Arizona. And so, can you repeat her name again? I, huh? Can what, you repeat her name again? What's her Instagram? You said. Oh, it's Lady Zig. She's um Lady Ziggy. She does um she has she actually does like um. Does rolling papers? Oh, okay. So um, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll like post her, her in the description. Awesome, like rollers. We'll post yeah. her name in the description yeah. for sure. I have to check yeah, her. Yeah, pull her out in my. Uh, make sure I'm saving her name right too, because I never even pay attention to people's names. Oh, I fuck on up there. all I the time. Yeah, I fuck up all the time. Yeah, and they have crazy names too. Yeah, some I mean, people like on. really. It's like Most a sentence. Most people don't even know mine. That's why I put Laura on there. Yeah, I mean and I like. Page because I got canceled on my first one. They took <laughs> it away from me at, for, for 30 days. That's whacked. It, that you know really? I was going insane. I was like, I'm going to make another account. They took somebody flagged my account. I thought uh, that's that's yeah. it always happened. That's what happened to us too. It's happened to us several times with Designer Day. It was right Day. after an event, and it just made me so sad. But I just kept going because you know. Of course, you have. You have to. You just can't let people. You. Absolutely, because that's what they want. Oh, man. I'm so high right now. 
I have no idea what's going on. That sounds a lot better. Mm -hmm. Well, like thanks to uh, thanks to Laura again. That was uh, a good way to close off that little uh, conversation about yeah. uh, fashion culture and industry. We will be discussing it in a little bit more detail with Kelly from Kelly's Green Lounge in a bit. But uh, we're going to jump on to both. Yeah, shout outs to both to Kelly and to uh, to Laura. Um, first, we're going to go to, or now, sorry, we're going to go to Cannabis Culture Refined with Cannabis Etiquette explained by uh, Liz, Post, Lizzie Post. Sorry, This uh, is a cute little book. Yeah, this came to us from, this article came to us from Vox.com um, slash the highlight uh, from writer Luke Winky. Um, we'll put all the links and everything as usual in the um, show's description. But uh, tell us about the book, Mr. Mayhem. Yeah, she basically wrote a book called Higher Etiquette. It's mm. a little guide to the world of cannabis, mm -hmm. from dispensaries to dinner parties. Um, I read it, read through it. Yeah. It was a good book. But you know what? I guess at our age, it's kind of like already... Uh, well, I don't think anybody knowledge. truly. I don't think anybody. But it was no it was cute either. to read. Yeah. And honestly, for people that aren't in the cannabis, into cannabis or anything Maybe like that, if you're trying to learn about it, yeah. Maybe it even is, if you're a parent trying to learn about cannabis yes. and your kids using cannabis, maybe this is you know, it. Kind of gives you like some. It's slang a novelty terms, book. It's a know. great book. Look, long story short, great book to have on the coffee table. One hundred percent. Great conversation exactly. starter. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of uh, varying points in this book that aren't. You know, that are that are a matter of opinion more than they are fact. Yeah, you well, know, and but Lizzie, it's a great book. She's thirty six, and she considers herself, in her words, a classic stoner. So this book yeah. was like forefront for her. You know, she's the great granddaughter of Emily Post, uh, the legendary, sorry, the legendary etiquette expert responsible for sculpting the transactional uh, uh, court, uh, sorry, uh, courtesies of the entire generation of Americans. So, like, apparently, she was like. One of the forefront etiquette, general yes. etiquette educators, uh, obviously, two or three centuries from ago. From everything from, like, uh, how to uh, well, back greet then, someone. Back then, the etiquette was dinner. a little more sexist, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, hardcore sexist back then. But uh, nonetheless, um, a 36-year-old Lizzie Post considers herself, in her words, a classic stoner. Yeah. Quote, unquote, classic stoner. Started smoking as a teenager and... Uh, and on an off day, daily user ever since. Yeah, so she's uh, she's up there. Mm -hmm. uh, she also says she enjoys the artistic touch it takes to roll joints, which fits right in line with her family's tasteful legacy. <laughs> uh, for you curious amateurs, uh, the book does serve as a life raft for the next time you're not sure what to do when a joint makes its way around the party. Which, And then for aficionados such as us, mm. it uh, gives us a little guidance on how to comfortably introduce people yeah. to uh, the plant and to the cannabis. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Uh, We've all had someone that's never smoked pot before that's yeah, and been then around. They get, we definitely never encourage someone to be pressured into it. No. Anything, even any kind of mind-altering slash mood-altering thing, you never want to pressure someone into. That's just counterproductive. No. If, if someone doesn't want to be around, I mean, obviously they're going to make their way away from the situation, but there are some people that just like to chill in the circle and not smoke. Exactly. And you can't single them out or make them feel like shit because they're not well, smoking. Well, once we dive into the book itself... Mm -hmm. That comes up. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and we're going to go over, like, mannerisms aside, it's impossible to read an etiquette book dedicated to cannabis culture as anything other than an argument for the culture's dignity. Once again, <laughs> this, this is a quote from the article. 
And it's true. You know, it, it comes down to, I think there's a big mix between tradition, how you were raised, where you were raised. Like well, like, like we discussed with Laura from GMAT. Exactly, Goodies, yeah. You know, the American perspective is not so different than the Canadians, but there are a few different small things. And and I say Canadians. Meanwhile, You've had a couple of runs. Toronto, Mississauga. I mean, like cities that are 20 kilometers away from each other have completely yeah. different. You know, in terms of yeah. rulers' rights and pass to the left that's or right. That's right, that's right. Who gets the lead. You have a good story about that uh, with uh, one of your buddies. Doesn't matter who rolls it. Oh, Even yeah. if they don't smoke, yeah. they have to light it. Yeah, no matter what, the roller's right. He was so determined that no matter what, even if it was his girlfriend who was rolling it for us, who she doesn't smoke, she would still be responsible for lighting it. For lighting Because it. she rolled it, the tradition was, and this guy would never break, sorry, break tradition, was he'd insist that roller's right. Whoever it rolled it, lit it. There's no conversation. There's no negotiation, no nothing, which wasn't a problem most of the time. But it was just interesting to see that he would literally like force someone who doesn't smoke weed to like light it because they rolled it. So they were begging <laughs> to roll it. He told them from the beginning though. He'd tell them, hey, if you got to roll it, that means you got to light gotta it. You got to light it. They'd be like, oh no, I don't smoke weed. Like, well, well, then well, you can't roll you. it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't roll it if you don't light it. Exactly. Oh, okay, and that's okay. fair. And most people, they want to they wanna roll it so bad they'll light it. They're not going to inhale or anything, which is funny, but whatever. But uh, we're not going to dive into the whole book, obviously. No, but, because uh, we, we, we discussed did, it in detail with Kellyanne, yeah. with uh, with Reverend Kellyanne, with uh, But we with did Laura. hit up Chapter 5 and uh, rip to that sucker a little bit. Let's burn through what we know. Yeah. Let's, let's burn through what we this is, this basic, is um, The basics of any session. The basics of any session. This comes from an excerpt of pages 73 to 85 in Chapter 5 uh, called Etiquette for Sessions. Uh, so it breaks down social cues like uh, checking for comfort, asking if it's okay to light up indoors with others, asking the host slash guest if they would prefer you smoked outside. Once again. That's a given. That's a common sense. Yeah, Nobody right? is going to light up if you don't. If I don't see the host, like I said, we'll go through this one quickly. If you don't see the host lighting up, I'm, I'm not, not even asking. Up. No. I'm not even asking. I'll even, I'm only going to ask if I see the host light a joint and be like, hey man, you mind if I roll one? Do you mind if I throw in yeah. on it? That's the only time I'm going to ask. but That's uh, that's fair, obviously. What about offering a person mayhem? Only once. That's Supposedly what Supposedly only once. Which is fair. You don't want to be too persistent, especially if they're a, a beginner or they've never smoked before. Yeah. You Offer I mean? a person cannabis once. If they ask more than once, it, obviously it's pretty annoying. If they, and tell them that it's still available if they change their exactly. mind. But don't don't offer them more than once. I think Listen, I get it. You know, if you want it later. That's a universal rule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's also, how do you feel about this one? Watch the smoke. Yeah. Watch the smoke is obviously a kind of, uh, a no brainer too. You're not going to blow smoke directly in the face of whoever you're smoking with. You are going to try to make an effort not to like blow smoke in the most inconvenient area. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I think that's, yeah, that's just basic human instinct for the, for the most part, unless you're too fucking high and someone's going to tell you, Hey man, you're blowing smoke in my face. Point that way. I've, I know that's happened. I know it wasn't intentional, but. Yeah, if you get like the uh, the perma lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so watch the smoke's a big one, and then uh, you know we just dabbed on this one quickly. A super popular one, yeah. It's first hit. Who gets yeah. the first hit? You know who gets the first hit of the bowl, the joint, the vape, uh, and like we said, rollers, rollers rights. rights. Is rollers rights included in that? Who gets the first hit is you know uh, one of the most uh, highly discussed, I'd say, etiquettes in in cannabis culture in general. But uh, the chapter goes on to discuss things like mixing and matching. Who's throwing in uh, the host slash guest? Are you guys rolling a bunch of small joints of each strain? Or are you mixing your strain with other strains that other people brought for a big joint? 
What's your thoughts on this? I don't know. This is a debate. Um, listen, at the end of the day, sometimes I do like mixing and matching when I'm alone. Yeah. But if I'm in a group of people and I'm trying different types of weeds mm-hmm. that other people have brought in, I'd rather try them separately on their own. Yeah, me too. Well, I guess the more the more connoisseur smoker would want to try, like if I brought like some super fire to the party and I'm rolling it up and all of a sudden somebody comes... You know, and he's got like a nugget of like some straight bunk. He's like, "Oh, can I throw in on that?" I try to politely say, uh, "Maybe yeah, on the know, next one." I'll say this. I'll say, "Hey, man, you're more than welcome to smoke it with me, but why don't you hold that for now? We'll roll up a next one later." That's a good one. That's a you good know, one. I try to make it as because it's true. I just want to. I want to smoke what I brought to the party. You know, yeah. and, and I want you to smoke what I brought to the party. And look, we'll smoke your stuff later. But there's a lot of people, once again, don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, man, I'll throw it. You know, everyone, yeah. the party vibe is everybody throws in a nugget Frozen, yeah. and you make the quote-unquote salad. Well, don't get me wrong. If if I show up and, you know, the guy's rolling a bunch of weeds, I'm not going to decline and say no. No, but of course not. If I, had a, if I had a choice in the matter, I'd rather <clears throat> I'd rather uh, divvy it up and try each straight. Especially if it's, like I said, it's something that, hey, you grew this? Oh, wow. Oh, 100%. You know what? I want to try that on its own. I don't want to smoke it with something that I know. Yeah, and then you have uh, the two. Uh, the two. We'll just go through these two quickly because they're the most basic ones. Rotation etiquette in a circle for joints, and what I learned because I'm not a dabber in yeah, a line for dabs. Me. Yeah, we talked about uh, that with Laura from GMAS Goodies because she's an avid dabber, and uh, she said, "Yeah, you set it up." So from what we hear, uh, well, I'll let, I'll let her describe it to you anyway. But yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting of the, the dab etiquette, the dab etiquette uh, quickly formed. And it is just as polite as regular cannabis etiquette. Everyone gets yeah, in a circle. Everybody gets a turn. Gives each other their space, and you just pass it around. Nobody holds on to it too long. It's amazing um, how you fire up a joint and the circle just forms automatic. automatically. Automatically, man. Yeah. But then there's declining, you know, how to politely turn down a joint, uh, similar to what we discussed earlier about trying to say, hey, man, thanks, not right now. Yeah, I'm good. I appreciate it, you yeah. know, which kind of falls in line with as well. Don't be persistent. Don't be constantly asking someone if they say they're not interested. Whatever the reason is, let it go. This I haven't um, experienced in a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, the gross part of it, you know, like the germs. Well, that's because we're not know, 16 anymore. It's not a normal thing. slobber all over the stuff. But she quote, she calls this point, which I agree, quote unquote, so gross. Uh, germs uh, picking who to smoke with and spit slash slobber on the joint, or we used to yeah. call it juicing the joint back yeah. in the day. And that is pretty gross. There's some people Baptizing. that don't have... Uh, well, baptizing it is one thing. Baptizing also is something that people aren't down with now, obviously, ever since COVID and everything else. You know, there's some guys that lick a blunt to the point that they might as well marry it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like they're licking down that blunt as if it's never seen a piece of moisture in its life. And you're thinking, you know, fuck, I'm still going to smoke it because whatever. But Jesus Christ, man. Good old uh, Carl. You didn't you. need that much. <laughs> Shout out to Bloodwoods for solving that problem with cigar glue. Yes, I'm, I'm liking that. You know, like because for any, you know, obviously you're not doing that for like ones you're selling out in public. You know, so uh, that's a good solution. But yeah, I, the so gross thing, I agree. I'm not down with it. I mean, obviously the less, the I understand people have to lick the lick the the tab. I understand you might not have baptized just like the first quarter inch of the joint. But like to actually slobber it down, yeah, I'm not. I don't think too many people are down with that, especially after the recent, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, rid- rid- ridiculous advancement in the flu season epidemic. Ridiculous for me. Um, and then breaking things when you're breaking someone's bong, 
have to apologize. Not just apologize, but Clean. you have to a be the first one to start Clean cleaning that it. shit up. First one yep. to start cleaning it, and then talk about okay, how do I replace it? If you broke it, you can't just say, "Oh, I'll fix. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it." You know, no. you, you're gonna be the first one on your hands and knees picking up that broken glass, getting rid of it, apologizing profusely while you're doing it, trying to get the smell of fucking bong water out of hopefully not carpet or an area rug because that's the worst fucking thing when you yeah. get bong water and that shit. Trust me, replacing a bong is the last thing. Cleaning up all that mess. That's the worst. But uh, that's that's a given. Yeah. And How then, about this last hit? Yeah. When it's love. time to stop offering and puff out. Mm-hmm three quarters of the way they say what do you think about three quarters of the way i think it's kind of uh, like it's feasible but it's not we, realistic we, we hit on <laughs> we hit it on it with uh with laura yesterday yeah if it's uh if it's a person that's never spoke us had a joint before yeah and it's coming to them and it's at the end they're not going to really get a good flavor mm-hmm. of uh of what the marijuana tastes like, the cannabis actually tastes yeah. like. They're going to taste that burnt, ashy. And it's true. I agree. Once you get, once you, get, I mean, the the best part of the spliff is the first quarter of it, no matter how and, large. And you, you know how it. we are. If we're going to put one out, well, you chances you know, are we're putting one. We'll, we'll have we'll up. have video soon so you guys can actually see these things. But when when mayhem rolls, I mean, you know, he puts a king size paper to its physical limits you know like it's like i can see the weed like it's rolled so <coughs> so nice that i can literally see the weed through the paper you'll see them soon um but um and me i like to roll not not too much smaller maybe yeah obviously smaller but not as not tiny i like to roll like little tinier cones and i think it's more for that reason see when you know i think it comes down to the base of the spliff the base of the spliff is large. Obviously, the spliff is larger. So in a spliff like like Mayhem's, I would opt to maybe put it out. Three quarters of the way. Un, just under three quarters. Of, I'd go a little bit past three quarters because I love my weed. Yeah. And it usually takes a little more than that to get me high. Um, but uh, on my joints, because they're kind of winky-dinky, I can get rid of that easily over three quarters of the way. Because what's left really is a super thin. Like, I make a very tiny filter, and, you know, that inch up from the filter is probably like a point two. And so if I've tested this theory goes, because I've taken joints that I haven't smoked all the way through. And I'm going to test your theory by lighting one of uh, Mayhem's giant cannons right yeah, now. Fire that sucker up. Mm. That's a little smash mellow. Even though we're just about to pretty much wrap her, but... Uh, but, yeah, and, and speaking of which... Here it e- comes. Ending, ending, <laughs> ending the session. session, yeah. And this this term I liked, and, and I've heard Mayhem say it a few times. Why don't you let him know the best term? The old uh, dab and dash. The dab and dash. I have not heard that <laughs> until we did a little bit of research. Man, that's fire. I mean, obviously, it's probably old news to dabbers, but. Yeah, for dab us and old dash, guys, you know, huge. Extra, extra points for dab and dash, <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, smoke and run. We've always known what a smoke and run. We used to call it a smoke and flex back in the day. <laughs> Uh, you know, you kind of got burned at a guy who would roll up to this party, you know, smoke a spliff and be like, all right, y'all, I'm out. Like, while he's, inha- while he's exhaling, you know, the line, <laughs> yeah. all right, y'all, peace out. Like, what the fuck? This guy just literally showed up to blaze our <laughs> weed and gone? It's one thing, you bring your own weed, man, I don't give a fuck. You can smoke and leave and do whatever, but you, you come to a party empty-handed or you come to a session empty-handed, smoke like five, six, kill off the session and then take off right after. So with that like, said, with that said, yeah. how long? Should you chill for? Yeah, we talked about that with you. I mean, once again, I think it's context. All comes down to context of the session. 
you know, fucking who's there, who, how, how familiar you are, you know, like, if it's the first couple of times you know somebody, you're meeting somebody for the first time, you're at the lounge or you're at somewhere, like, I think you'd want to stick around for the sake of social graces, right. but, like, me and you, I know you forever, like, I can easily call you and be like, hey, bro, I'm just going to come by smoking with you and I got to beat, you know, and you're like, okay, you know. Yeah, that's different. That's different. So I think it does come down to the it context, does, it does the, situation, the context I guess. the situation, yeah. But uh, speaking of which, you know, what we're going to do here uh, before we end this guy off is uh, let's go to a quick excerpt of our conversation with Reverend Kelly of Kelly's Green Lounge, uh, KGLTV Network, and Spiritual Sundays. Yeah, she had a lot to say about uh, cannabis etiquette mm -hmm. and uh, the cannabis in the fashion industry as well. Yes. Um, out there in uh, Oral Dante. Yeah, Oral Dante, yeah. yeah. She's up north uh, about an hour out of the city. Uh, definitely an OG in the cannabis industry. Look her up on her website. She's been there, done that. Um, super dedicated advocate of the healing and unifying powers of cannabis in general. Um, that's why we were shouting her out in the last few episodes. Um, we didn't know. We, we kind of heard about her through passing, so I was kind of ignorant as to what kind of store setup it was. It was, yeah. But, but uh, wow. she's really doing a lot for cannabis culture, and that's ultimately why we wanted to get a hold of her in the first place. Store or no store, or setup or no setup. So uh, yeah. definitely visit her Props website. Props to this lady, like, um, honestly, because, yeah. it, like, it, not just cannabis. Like, mm. she's very spiritual and mm -hmm. everything. Uh, so... Let's go to that piece of that conversation now. Mm -hmm. uh, visit www.quadcast.ca for the exclusive uh, and full interview with Reverend Kelly, mm -hmm. uh, uh, available later this week. Uh, how hemp in fashion is now reshaping the fashion industry. So, I don't know, what do you think, uh, Reverend Kelly? You think in general it's, it's obviously on the way up. Well, it's so it's used in so many different, I mean, it's fashion, but it's also um, spa, mm -hmm. hair, skin. Yes. I mean, it's it's all over when you, and you cross that over. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry when it mm -hmm. comes right down to that, especially in the United States. Yes. And yes. the fact that it's such durable, what, I mean, it used to be when you had hemp clothing 20 years ago, it wasn't the most comfortable. It was a little bit scratchy. Yes. Um, but now they've, they've, they've figured out a way to make way. it softer and so beautiful. So yeah. it's um, it's something I think we'll see coming up forward in, in a lot more fashion. I, th I think the destigmatization with, with the, de the quote-unquote delegalization or the legalization of cannabis, uh, I think that's also probably removing a lot of the stigma. As earlier in the in the podcast, uh, me and Mayhem were talking about how you know Willie Nelson in the eighty Willie, Willie Nelson and his wife in the eighties uh, created a hemp clothing brand, and um, they had had it pumping. And this is like you know at one of the peaks of Willie Nelson's popularity. So he had just assumed you know hey man, second it says Willie Nelson and it's something they can show it's fully sustainable. Like he was trying to introduce hemp as a mainstream clothing yeah. line. And uh, there wasn't a single company uh, that agreed to take on the product until cannabis was legalized. Yeah. He had to sell it at his concerts. He had to and, only like, sell it at his concerts, holding. yeah, and weed events that he knew of. But that was it. And the poor guy, like, for, since 1980. Can you know? imagine if the company had bought into it back mm -hmm. then? How yeah. rich they'd be now. Oh, exactly. Fools. 
fools. That's Absolute a problem. Fools, man. Absolutely. And and now there's, you know, there's a bunch of people walking around with like you know circa 1980 Willie Nelson hats, you know, because <laughs> those things you know never fell <laughs> apart. They didn't shrink. No. They didn't like. Solid. They didn't uh, wither. They didn't friggin' scale up or nothing. They were just know. like the guy that branded them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, Willie Nelson, man, that guy's a human pickle. That guy's going nowhere. Like he's, <laughs> that guy's going nowhere, you know? Like, he's like 98 Love that guy. Weed keeps you alive forever. Look it's, at Tommy yes. Chong. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that on the podcast. Yeah, like, I mean, you can't tell me cannabis is dangerous until Tommy, Jong, Tommy Chong and, and Willie Nelson kick the bucket. Then you can tell me, like, I mean, if these guys are still alive after everything they've done, and they haven't done just cannabis. But I mean, They've the majority of it, the majority of their intake is cannabis. And I personally feel that's what's keeping them alive. 100%. You know, I watched a lot of uh, shows on uh, Tubi and uh, CBD Nation was one of them. And it, uh, the marijuana plant brought this girl's bone, facial bone structure back. It made her bone grow back in her mouth. So yeah, yeah. I remember we we're talking about that. There's, it uh, freaked me out to see it like and crazy. And, and this lady was giving her kid uh, CBD in Delaware, which was illegal. And they made a law called Riley's Law because of this little girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's and, insane. Even with that all are, being said, we're still arguing about whether exactly. or not we can like, sell cannabis in the market freely. So many. A, plant, so many. a plant that grows out of the ground, we have to like, you know. Yep. Be very, very weary of who we tell, where we're, where that's where it's gonna be, what's gonna you know. It's it's sad, and a lot of vendors too, you know, because they make the investment of worrying that, well, we got to bring all the stuff, and what if the cops come, or what you know. Steady. It, it's unbelievable. Meanwhile, you can sell, like I said, you can buy a bottle of Advil that'll kill you, like literally a bottle. If you eat an entire bottle of Advil, that's the your, smallest that, that'll bottle. That'll be your last headache. The smallest bottle. You know what I mean? But cannabis, worst case scenario, you're gonna take a nap. You know that or we got to we got to send the squad out. Yeah, <laughs> that's too crazy. You're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You guys are 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 thinking too much on your own. We we can't have that. <laughs> we can't have you guys having your you own. You can't opinion. be conscious. Go no, back to sleep. None yeah. of this opinions. We were just yeah. We we're talking about that movie. They live and uh, started showing it to a friend of mine. The other, it's an old cheesy Roddy Piper movie. But uh, check that movie out if you can. It's literally in the 1980s, and it's it's basically what's happening now. You know, Roddy Piper, in long story short, puts on glasses, and he sees people in regular society that are like some kind of alien ruling class, and where it says, you know, uh, billboards and stuff like that for beer commercials. He puts the glasses on. It says obey, consume. Yeah, pretty much. You know. Uh, pretty <laughs> much. Love that. Somebody it, needs to remake that. Oh, for sure. For real. For sure. And, you gotta th- and this was based on a book written in 1964. You know, so in 1964, somebody already had the heads up that we're going to be here. Look how much, look how many social media platforms uh, shun marijuana or cannabis. Yeah, we were talking about that. Twitter, uh, TikTok, TikTok. You can't, you can't even type cannabis. No. You can't type marijuana or no, cannabis. But you really. can find every every beer store, every liquor store. Oh yeah, at every and and you can also find very scantily clad teenagers. Oh, yes, we're, we're worse. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll say worse than that even. There's worse than that even on, on TikTok. Uh, worse. So, but, yeah. but you can't have a plant? No. What? No, not that's only against you, the law. Not only can you not have it, you can't dare even search it. Search it. Sur- <laughs> the search word is banned. Bad. The ser- so you have to, they found a way, which I don't understand why they even bother. To me, I, when I found that out, I thought, well, I was going to put, you know, the quadcast on TikTok, just for the TikTok, TikTok, uh, just for the sake of you know promoting the business. And when I realized that that was the situation, I'm like, you know what? Screw this. Yeah, they don't deserve. If it. they're trying that hard to keep us out, like I, I'm personally not interested. You know, <laughs> like 
If people have to bend or like you know work around the system to kind of be seen out there, like I would rather go on like the social network burner social network or Hell yeah. Well, that's what once again that's what inspired us to make the website, you know, and uh, and and we're taking on a risk too. Uh, but ultimately, we, we feel that it's a right for anyone that sells cannabis and grows cannabis to sell it without the government's interference, uh, to give it straight to the person so they can get it at a logical price and they can get their medication without having to, to make excuses for why they can or can't afford it, or why they'd have to like convince a government entity to pay them for it. They should be, any person should be able to afford medication, especially if it grows out of the ground. And it should be covered by your insurance. It should be one hundred percent, one hundred. I mean, if 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 uh, what do you call it? If Xanax can be covered by your insurance, right? Then why? Yeah. The fentanyl, like morphine, all of it. Yeah, fentanyl, morphine. They'll give you that, no problem. Demerol. Problem. Yeah, they won't Any even... opiate you want, and we'll cover it. Yeah, you, but sunlight, you know why? No problem. Because guess what? With the plant? Because all those <laughs> real drugs, all those right. real drugs. You have to fr- yeah. buy from Big Pharma. Sit farm. you back deeper in the couch for you to sit and shut up. That's that's the whole point of those drugs. Those drugs are just to make you not mind that huge you're in experiment. Pain. Not not experiment. not to fix your pain, but make you stay not in mind. the hive mentality. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas cannabis is a healing product. Cannabis is not. Right. You, you end up taking cannabis recreational, recreationally because of its of its uh, psychological effects, but really, the cannabinoids you produce are helping you physically every day. Like every single day, you have a stronger immunity system. You have a more functional mindset. I think that's why they gave uh, cannabis users that uh, stigma that they're stoners, just so people don't listen to. Well, that the was truth. part of the whole reefer madness right. bullshit. Yeah, well, we again, speak the truth, and they don't want us to hear it. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> I think we have to have Kelly on for that episode too. Uh, oh. But let's let's move on to the next sub, the last subject, which is basically the uh, the book Higher Etiquette, uh, Lizzie Post. Um, uh, granddaughter to Emily Post. Great granddaughter to Emily Post wrote this book, A Guide to the World of Cannabis from Dispensaries to Dinner Parties. Um, so basically, we're just going to quickly go over the, uh, the five or six different points we saw there from chapter five. Um, obviously, etiquette and social. I mean, Kelly, uh, Reverend Kelly is obviously a very experienced person in the cannabis industry. Uh, I'm sure you have your, you know, uh, kind of local slash family traditions of smoking cannabis, you know, in terms of who lights it, what direction to pass it, uh, all those things. Uh, anything anything special that you guys do that, that wouldn't be common cannabis etiquette? You know, I really like uh, when people bring their own joints hmm, and... Yeah. You know, there there's so many different ways to smoke right now. Yeah. We went through that whole like, oh, we can't pass anymore. So they're, you know, yeah. their own joints, I guess, is the right way to do it right now and, yeah. and to be the safest way. Okay. But there's there's little mouthpieces that you can buy. It, it's sad that it's come to this. I don't remember ever getting sick passing joints before. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the absolutely. Days be- but we used to be allowed to blow out our birthday candles, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> Everything has changed. Different. When it comes to that, I, totally I guess forgot. the etiquette just comes to being as safe and uh, safety, I guess, as possible. I totally, <laughs> forgot. I totally forgot about that. Oh, no. Yeah. Kids can't blow their candles. Oh my God. I only know that because I do these events, right? Yeah, so I'm, for sure. And everybody has to remind you, don't do that and make sure you're doing this. And 
comedians need to wipe off the microphone now. So <laughs> oh, yeah, well, we I mean, got new rules, so we got to follow that. So I guess the, the etiquette falls under that. My all the shows. And I'll be honest with you. And then the funny part is some of the things, because we do this at the Dank Force too, like, like everything gets wiped down, the alcohol countertop gets wiped down with alcohol. And like the funny part is people are like, oh, so you guys are doing this for COVID. It's like, no, man, you're doing this because people are coming. You know, you're not doing it for COVID or bacteria or anything. Just come general, courtesy you, to be clean. clean the fucking place. Like, right. clean the, it's not, yeah. it's nothing Good like, you're not, you're not asking yeah. people to go crazy out of their way and oh. like, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not expecting anyone to walk up to the microphone stand with a hazmat suit and like a backpack sprayer, you know, like, I don't, I <laughs> no. understand, like, but like a, a quick wipe down or whatever. We should have been doing that from the get go. Not, not yeah. for COVID. Cause I don't even really, once again, feel that it is all that as transmissible as it's been you know sure fear-mongered into people yeah. thinking but nonetheless it's any just common cold any common flu anything why not try to prevent it why yeah. not it was try a good to... reminder for us to be that way and yeah. i guess that way to do that when we're passing our doobies but and you're right you're you know right. using bongs in the same mouthpiece yeah we were talking about that with uh, another friend of ours yeah, to, to yeah. Tell, I think to that's tell nice. her students. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, a nice little guide. Someone that's getting into it, not, or people. I do that. It. I coach through that. I, yeah, I we figured. Talk yeah. people through that on how to and and parents. I teach parents how to talk to their kids about cannabis. I've developed a course called How to Talk to Your Kids About Cannabis, where which is essential. It is. Yeah. You've got to clean your bong, guys. <laughs> and the thing is, is that I would much rather have my teenager consuming cannabis than going out and drinking alcohol. A hundred thousand percent. At parties. Right? I couldn't agree with you more. We talk about that so all the time. we need to be saying. So when you have all of this etiquette stuff, it's good for them to know this. It's good for them to learn this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good book to have on your coffee table. Yeah, it is. Like, it's definitely good for the collection. I'm going to get one just for for the lounge, I guess. I know Mayhem's already got one for his house. Uh, So checking for comforts, obviously, a a pretty much I think a Canadian thing. Not even a matter. Oh yeah, we always like to make sure everybody's. No one's going to be a dick and just be like, "Hey, man, I'm lighting up." (laughs) You know. (laughs) That and you know what? At the same time, you don't want to light up in somebody's house that's not uh, comfortable with. Like I, smoke like in there, we even if they're cannabis it. smokers. You like, I'm a cannabis smoker. So I, don't, yeah. I don't smoke inside. So, Re- Reverend Kelly, do you smoke indoors? Uh, preferably. Right. Okay, <laughs> but obviously. Not, yeah. But so when I host events, mm-hmm. we have specific rules. We we allow for consumption space and make sure that it's heated in some capacity. Right. Um, but we never allow tobacco or nicotine consumption. Well, no, that, yeah, no. that goes without saying. I don't think I've right. ever, exactly. I don't think I've been to That's one like market. That's like our, or, the lounges that we go to. Yeah, even in the East Cannabis End, the in, one in Hamilton with two dope moms, yeah. uh, Tallgrass, all of them. No were, mixing. Even yeah. though you were inside the barn there in Tallgrass, you weren't allowed to smoke nope. a cigarette. That's nope. why I like, I'm a cigarette smoker, personally. I'll admit it. Personally, I smoke cigarettes, but I have no problem leaving the premises to smoke a cigarette. No, I love yeah. walking into that barn, and all it's I smelled all was weed. I don't want to smell cigarettes. Cannabis. No. That's all that's I smell. I don't for. want to smell tobacco. I don't want to smell yeah. that stinky stuff. Absolutely. It's really important. And yeah. when the lounge was open, we only allowed cannabis um, smoking inside when we did yoga toke. And that uh-huh. was because we had everybody's permission, and we would lock mm-hmm. the door so it wasn't public access, and right. we just and that's how it, and that's how it should be. Yeah, that's right. Every I know at the lounge here on the east side we do that. I know that even at uh, Planet Paradise there on the west side of Toronto, they're also a cannabis strictly a cannabis only lounge. Oh, yeah. 
I remember hearing, I remember hearing one person saying, "Well, I don't get it. I might as well light a cigarette if I'm having this." I'm like, "Well, no, but that's that's no. not why we're here. Totally different. That's right. It's yeah, we're, totally we're here different. for the cannabis community. I, I'm a smoker, and I have no problem walking out and freezing my balls off having a cigarette. That's yeah. my choice. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to subject someone else to having to smell what I'm pumping out. You know, so." Um, but cannabis, everybody's smoking cannabis, and everybody loves the smell of cannabis. You're in a cannabis lounge. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of going to a cannabis lounge. You're not yeah. going to go to a lounge and be like, oh, I hate lounge. the smell of weed. No. It's <laughs> the wrong place to be. But, um, yeah, and then it goes on to talking about offering a person cannabis once, which, all, all, you know, it's an obvious one. Yeah. You you're don't, not going to be too pressure. persistent. Watch the smoke, you know, uh, in what direction you're blowing the smoke and so forth. Uh, uh, Reverend Kelly, what about first hits? What do you? What's the tradition with first hits? How, how does it work in in the uh, Reverend Kelly setup? Oh, when we're um, like, like who gets rights? TV? Who gets rights for the yeah, first hits? like during a session? Yeah, the uh, owner of the well, weed, the, the roller of the weed, the the host mm, of the president. Always my husband. <laughs> Your husband. He always okay. gets the first one well, because sweet. he is my king, and that he is, is just always the first one. God uh, yeah, and he it. also is the one that rolls. I don't roll, so. <laughs> ah, so it's rollers rights. I rollers love how rights. that one got snuck in at the end. <laughs> right. Well, you know, he's my king. Right. I know. do it because he's my, and also the fact that he ruled the thing. So yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. let him take. Well, that's a good combination. That's a good combination of amazing <laughs> reasons. That's, that's a lucky husband right there. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, yeah, we, we believe in, I've always, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, yeah, when I was a kid, it was always like rollers rights. That's what we used to say. Whoever rolled it, no matter who put the weed in, no matter who bought it, no matter where we were, for what reason, whoever rolled the joint, lit it, that was just like, you know, in, uh, in, in stone. And then when I got to, uh, I went to college for the first year and it was like, I was on Peterborough and it was a whole different flex. It was... Like whoever weed it. Well, you can roll it, but it's my weed, so I'm lighting it. I'm lighting it. Okay. Totally so there's a whole different, which I respected as well. Uh, but it's funny, you know, from not even an hour from Toronto, here you are with a whole different cannabis culture. Mini, and this is back in the well, 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 illegal days. Illegal like days. Well, yeah. well before uh, quote unquote legalization. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, also, let's the, the chapter goes on to discuss mixing and matching. You know, throwing it. And like, we want to thank Kelly, uh, Reverend Kelly, mm -hmm. for joining us and giving her uh, her input on our topic today. That was an awesome conversation. Yeah, very knowledgeable. She's been around for ages. God and we're bless. super looking forward to uh, that Wednesday night sesh. We're going to talk about that in just a bit. But uh, yeah, yeah. KGL TV Network, check it out, man. A lot of cool stuff. Comedians on Wednesday nights uh, talking about uh, cannabis, cannabis culture, comedy. They got these super cool old school um, commercials they put up oh my god from, hilarious from like maytag and all this shit like super classic man yeah they're funny guys mm -hmm. funny guys um but anyways uh let's Fuck uh, you it's not illegal bitch. <laughs> you're right and mm -hmm. guess what neither are these events coming up uh that we're going to be talking about and you can find them all on quadcast.ca's uh events Website. blog the events blog yeah that's right and you can usually find them on the Instagram, too. But uh, always look at www.quadcast.ca events blog for all upcoming events we're discussing and ones we're just recently finding out about after we've posted this. Yeah. So first things so first, first, as things we discussed first. just earlier with Reverend Kelly mm -hmm. in the podcast, 
We're super excited to join the Wednesday night sesh with mm -hmm. Reese Turner on February first on the KGL TV network. And we've had the we've had the pleasure of uh, meeting uh, Reese Turner in a couple of different uh, events in the city. Yeah, I believe once at the um, once at the uh, Tall Grass Tall Grass Festival. Yes, I had the honor to talk he, with the young man. He was DJ, not DJing, he was hosting. Yeah. And uh, once we saw him up on stage at uh, one of the comedy events at the Dankforth, the Dankforth Candle Lounge. Yeah. Uh, awesome Good comedian. Times. Really looking forward to smoke a satellite session with him. And uh, me and Mayhem are going to definitely get smoked out talking to these guys. They're awesome. Guaranteed. So we're looking forward to that. And thanks again to uh, Kelly for joining us. And thanks again for Kelly to being uh, putting out all this amazing content out into the Caniverse. Like, yeah. Uh, definitely check out her stuff. Please make sure you check out her YouTube channel uh, and uh, her website. Everything's there. But... So coming out of the wild, wild west first, we're going to look at some of the events coming from uh, from Hamilton. Yeah, so the first one would be February 11th at Hamilton Vape from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. in Hamilton, Ontario. Mm -hmm. It's Puff and Paint Valentine's Edition presented by Hamilton Vape themselves. Yeah. It's uh, $35 <coughs> per ticket, and that gets you uh, an amazing goodie bag, uh, keeps you feeling euphoric with gifts from Higher Society Supper Club, and mm. other premium cannabis connoisseur products. What are, the, what are the chances of there being a jerk taco in that bag? Oh, my God. You know, if you get a chance, people, get some jerk tacos and some macaroni and cheese from uh, Honestly, higher, higher Society Supper Club. Like, you need to get those. I'd throw one in my pocket and eat it like <laughs> <if I had> to. <laughs> it was mad fire. Um, and I know we've said that a few times. Sorry, we're getting, like, broken record about it, but she's, like... She's a serious cannabis connoisseur person. You got to check out yeah. her web. Check out, she's a cannabis educator. Like, check out her Instagram. I know we say it all the time, but check out her stuff. Um, this event, uh, Puff and Paint, is brought to you by uh, Hamilton Vape. And uh, you can get a hold of them at or check out more info at uh, on their Instagram handle at Hamilton Vape Family. And the uh, tickets available on Eventbrite will have the tickets and links to the info in the description. There you go. Uh, oh, thank you for the joint there. Oh, what are we smoking here in the second That's round? That's uh, marshmallow. Oh, marshmallow. Rotten marshmallow. Yeah. Okay. From the wild, wild west. <laughs> and now we go from the wild, wild east, uh, wild, wild west to the wild, wild east. Yeah. Um, February 11th, the same um, day on the east. Yeah. Uh, if you're on the east side of the city, the Dankforth Cannon Lounge. Uh, at the Dankforth Cannon Lounge, sorry, from 8 p.m. till 1 a.m., uh, the funny, foul, and flagrant comedy tour presented by Kings Court Comedy, which we discussed uh, at the beginning of the show. the show. Proud sponsors. Yeah, they're uh, $5 plus service charge tickets available. That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> how, how cheap is that? What comedy show can you go to with prizes and giveaways and stuff? For like, five for bucks. For five bucks. Like this guy, shout outs to D. We're going to talk to him next week. Um, shout outs to D. $5 tickets plus service charge available at eventbrite.ca or by contacting his Instagram handle at kingscourtcomedy by instagram.dm. And yes, you are going to have to check the description because it's uh, kings with a Z and court yeah. with a K-O-R-T. So just check the description. All the info will be there, including the link to the Eventbrite. Um, amazing comedians, door raffle, prizes, giveaways all night. Um, D, Dave, sorry, will be joining us for episode seven to discuss cannabis and comedy culture then and now. And that's I happening so, next week. I am so stoked. I know, that guy is like pure energy. 
Well, I mean, he's, he's like a spring ready to like blast off. What did you think about his last show? I loved it. It was an amazing I vibe. I loved it. I know you were talking about it for a few days. And like, I uh, it's loved a great show. It. I mean, we, and we see a lot of comedy shows. The people were great. I had a DJ after. Oh, yeah. We had the DJ going. Yeah. Um, it was a cool vibe, the raffle vibe. I never really seen that go down. It gets people all hyped up. And there was like just giveaways the entire time. There's that little intermission to give people time to go outside and smoke whatever they wanted and do whatever they wanted. And uh, it was a great night, man. Uh, D definitely throws it down. King's yeah. Court Comedy really the throws it down. Awesome. We're going to talk about that in detail next week. But yeah, Aww. check out Eventbrite or our events page. This uh, one is cute for Valentine's Day, you know, kind of lovers. You know, <laughs> you want to make out with your bud? This is the place to be. You want to make out with your bud? Well, you know what I, I mean? Oh, man. Your I bag of bud. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Take your weed as your date? Yeah, take your weed as your date. February 14th at the Dank Fourth Canna Lounge from 8 p.m. <laughs> to 11. From 8 p.m. to 11. Valentine's yeah, exact address will be announced. Uh, it's a Valentine's dinner and comedy presented by the Cannabis Comedy Festival. Yeah. The city's top comics in an indoor cannabis consumption atmosphere. OG comics. Yeah, man. These guys are awesome. Absolutely. Dinner and show type setup with authentic Chilean homemade food and premium cannabis products for trade. Shout out to Super Rica Empanadas. Yeah, my bud. Always my holding bud. it down. Visit eventbrite.ca for Cannabis Comedy Festival website or Instagram page for tickets and info. Yeah, and we will once again have that info in our description. Check out their website. Their website's always got these guys put on a good party. Up. We've seen man over a dozen of their shows, and they really bring they bring like some of the better comedians. I gotta say, they bring some of the top tier comedians. Yeah. But I guess that's because they're really good, like knit. Kind they of pack group. the house though. Yeah, all they do. the time they pack the house, and uh, it's always a great events. Always uh, something you know for the cannabis community, a little bit special, something you wouldn't typically get. So shout outs to them. Thanks for bringing some real fire comedy to the Dank Fork yeah. as usual. So check them out February fourteenth. Make sure you go on Eventbrite for the tickets. Check out their website and check out their Instagram page, which we will list all in the description. So then we have one last event coming up uh, that we've at least got recorded yeah uh, before still, the podcast <laughs> still hanging out in the west for mm -hmm. uh, if, at east actually this one yeah we're in the, still in the east here for this guy february 24th and 25th at the dankforth canna lounge from 1 p.m to 6 p.m yeah once again uh address will be announced mm -hmm. it's a uh, feb fest in the six presented by two dope moms shout out to two yeah. moms eat my cupcake music baker. food raffle consumption lounge here's the big one yeah free entry people for a two-day market yo these these chicks do a proper man yeah every time they do a free market there's always give the first 50 people get giveaways <coughs> shout outs to them for always doing a real cool the vibe in hamilton they have at their uh, at their show sick I amazing amazing I, I mean i like the vibe in hamilton anyway for the cannabis community but two dope moms really brought out a real cool crowd a wicked mix of vendors. We got to see some of our favorite vendors. Listen, we got to you meet can't some complain. new ones. You're going to a market for free. For free. And the first 50 guests receive a door prize. What and did it's it always cost us to go to Karma Cup for a day? Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> so Let's not even talk on. about that. You know what I mean? And you're getting better products here. But yeah, make sure you check that out. Make sure you, uh, I think there's, I'm not sure if. 
there are tickets or not on Eventbrite. We'll double check, but either way, we'll put that information in our show description. Follow Two Dope Moms. That's two period dope period moms on Instagram. Um, and uh, we'll put up their info, their contact info, yeah, and the flyer. All on quadcast.ca probably by the end of the day. So uh, make sure you s- keep your eye out for all those events coming up in Ontario. And once again, if you know of any of our events, cannabis culture events in Ontario or in Canada that we're missing in your area where you live, uh, let us know and we'll try to post it. Uh, we don't charge for it. We, we literally do this just for the sake of we were trying to uplift the cannabis leg- legacy bring, uh, cannabis Bring community. the community together. Yeah, bring man, make, all, it, make it together. a strong, make a, a, a cannabis community uh, for the people by the people. You know, yeah. nice and easy. Not, not, and not to sound too cheesy, but that's literally what we're trying to do. Yeah, and I'm glad uh, we talked to Kelly because that's what she's been trying that's to do. That's what Kelly's too. been doing. Yeah. That's what, you know, Laura GMAS. Yeah. I mean, she she, don't, she doesn't get paid to promote all these people. She no, doesn't get paid. She's to, out there. She's out there just literally spreading the love, yeah. and that's why we love talking And helping her. a lot of people in her community. Which helping is a amazing. ton of people, which, which yeah. you know, make sure you listen to the uh, to the series we have with, uh, with Laura. I think they're half hour episodes. Uh, it's a four-part episode. Obviously, you heard the first part of it here in the podcast today. Uh, also, same with Kelly. You know, make sure uh, you keep an eye out for um, some exclusive content from the uh, from the uh, interview we had with Kelly today. We're just going to put an excerpt of what we discussed uh, on uh, online for now, or sorry, in our podcast. She's got now. so much going on; it's almost impossible That's to keep the thing. up. Like, yeah, I would, I, like with, both with Laura and with Kelly, we can't fit neither their story or their opinion in one episode so we're going to start uh, speaking with them in a correspondent manner uh because they really do bring a really cool perspective uh, to, in the cannabis industry we don't hear a lot exactly so shout outs to them but uh thanks for so now, much thanks so much for, for now, being part of it let's uh let's thank everybody for joining us thank uh, you everybody thank for joining us absolutely thanks thanks to everyone thanks to kelly thanks to laura uh reverend kelly and laura from gmas goodies um uh thanks for everybody for listening uh we're really like tripping that there's so many people listening it was kind of surprising yeah, no matter but, uh, where you are in the world and you're listening thank you shout thank you to so whoever much. it is in ireland that's holding yeah. it down somebody yeah. in ireland's going to like every single episode whether it's a vpn or something i don't know but they're they're holding it down in ireland and a couple a couple of places in the u.s obviously we know laura's on there but there's a couple of different spots in the u.s yeah. So thanks to everybody. If you ever got questions, uh, questions about the podcast, things you want us to discuss, things you want us to answer, questions you want us to answer, even if it's about growing uh, cannabis or the cannabis culture in general, just yeah. shoot us. Uh, shoot and us you a know message. what? Don't forget to subscribe on our uh, webpage. Subscribe yeah. to our YouTube and throw us questions about anything, and we'll talk about them. We'll give you a shout out. Absolutely. But uh, until next time, uh, I am Professor X, and I am Mayhem. Stay Peace sm- stay out. Stay smoky, everybody. Stay high, my friends. If you having a weed convo, you better mention me. See me coming out of the spot or the dispensary. Me not being high just doesn't make no sense to me. So me and my man chain smoking with intensity. Uh, the sense of me never had sense of me. They said I should have been dead or in the penitentiary. 
before 21 Now I'm about to hit 40, then 41 I hope shorty done Rolling one and lighting it Ain't no fighting it A bunch of different strains on the table All type of shit Boosty clear glass frame chilling on the couch Even rock the presidential smoking in the house The robe is Versace, the slippers is Bushimi If I told you what I spent on weed, you won't believe me Chanel scarf and Chanel socks CNN burn it down with the lock